the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, uh, Noah, this is one of those wow, 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 wow days, man. Oh, we got multiple wows <laughs> right there. Nice to see your face, JC. Man, you know what, man? I get a chance to see that vein, man. Oh, yeah. We're ready to go and get excited, do some live radio. Oh, man. You know, I nothing better than you you in studio, my friend. Man, I miss being here, man. So uh, I'm glad to be back in town. My beautiful wife and my co-host Michelle Cooley decided that uh, she's not going to come down with us this time. But uh, she's here. Are you there, Michelle? I am here, <laughs> and it's cold here. Wow, it's uh, I tell you, San Diego is pretty chilly right now as well. Uh, but uh, you know, it kind of warmed up a little bit in Temecula this morning when uh, me and my boys took our hike. You know, so, uh, you know, it's uh, absolutely wonderful uh, being back in Temecula. And uh, also, uh, we're here. My oldest son, James III, just flew in from Atlanta yesterday. And, of course, you know, Josh is here getting ready to go in the military. He got about three, three and a half weeks. And... uh I get a chance to to actually see my good friend, Noah Dingley. Yeah, it's always good to see your face. You know, we do the show on a nightly basis. We talk, we call, but th- there's nothing better than this, man. Yeah, man, this is absolutely fantastic. And Noah, I, I tell you, the two guests that I have in studio today are absolutely incredible, incredible, incredible people, man. You know, love them to death, you know, uh, Met uh, Stu, I call him Stu Lou, you know, James Stewart. I uh, met him when uh, we first got to uh, uh, Temecula. Uh, and uh, I met him like I, I met, uh, uh, I meet a lot of folks uh, right outside the steam room at the 24-Hour Fitness. And it's an absolute pleasure having uh, him and his beautiful wife, Lisa, on the show today. You're talking about giving. You're talking about hearts of gold. Uh, man, I don't think it'd get any better than these two right here, man. Well, then I can't wait to find out about them because that's just kind of the, one of the cornerstones of the show, JC. It's about love. It's about giving. It's about understanding. And so it sounds like these two people are top-notch and they have a lot of character. Man, I want to get started uh, uh, immediately because, uh, you know, I don't think we got enough time uh, in, in one hour to get all, all the information that we need from these two great people. So, uh our listening audience, before I even get started, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 Michelle, can you please tell our listening audience the title of today's show and the purpose as well? The title of today's show is A Sit-Down Discussion with Temecula Mayor James Stu Stewart. And the purpose of the show tonight is getting to know the background of um, our Temecula Mayor, James Stu Stewart, to discuss with him and his wife their involvement in servicing the community um, and also the mission trips, to discuss the history of the city of Temecula, California, and his role as the mayor, and talk about his involvement in Rotary and being a mentor to the youth. Wow. You know, I tell you, this this man right here, uh, and... By the way, I want everybody to know him and his lovely bride here have been married for 41 
years. 41 years, and, and they still look like kids today. <laughs> you know, I tell you, Michelle, uh, why don't you introduce uh, our, our great guest uh, to our listeners? Yes. Mayor James Stu Stewart moved to Temecula in 1991 with his wife and three children from Oswego, Illinois. He opened his first Stu's Barbershop in California in Marietta in 1991 and has opened seven more since then. He has attended Sun Ridge Community Church since 1993 and has been involved in many areas of service there. Stu has taken mission trips all over the world and has served others in many ways, including working as a dentist in Haiti, pulling teeth, and conducting eyeglass clinics in Ethiopia. His wife, Lisa, has been on over 40 mission trips, many of them to Nepal, where she has changed many lives. Rotary has been a very important aspect of Stu's life. As a mentor for Great Oak High School Interact Club, his goal is to have kids think and do things outside of their world. Stu's tenure on the board of directors of Rancho California Water District was a valuable experience as it's prepared him for dealing with infrastructure projects, labor contracts, and the budget process. He served as executive vice president in 2015. While at RCWD, Stu was instrumental in persuading the board to approve a project that saved the district more than $20 million. Stu and Lisa have been married for 41 years, as James has mentioned. They raised three children and seven grandchildren here in Temecula. They lived on the south end of town for 17 years and moved to Meadowview 11 years ago. He has seen a lot of change in the last 28 years and is looking forward to keeping the quality of life here in Temecula at the highest level possible. The James Cooley Show welcomes James Stu Stewart and his wonderful wife, Lisa. I want to welcome both of you guys to the show as well. Stu, you know I've been dreaming about this for a while. Uh, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you know. Hey, Stu, let's start off with you, man. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you growing up uh, in Illinois and uh, just uh, how you got started and also how you met this young lady right here? Well, like you said, I spent the first 30 years of my life in Illinois, which um, I tell everybody I'm a native Californian. I was just born in the wrong state. And because uh, this is the climate, the everything that is California is me. And so that's uh, that's something that um, I absolutely love about California. Um, so I I mean, really, my my high school years were very uh, interesting in the fact that I, I'm dyslexic. So I, I look for every opportunity I could to leave school. So um, I literally, my junior and senior year, I spent about three hours in school every day. Um, but in the times I wasn't in school, I built two houses. I went to barber school. I worked at McDonald's from uh, six until midnight every day and then started all over again. So I'm a wee bit of a workaholic and love every second of it. You're more than a wee bit. Of <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, so, uh, Lisa, real quick, I think we got two minutes. Can can you, uh, read? okay, we got a little bit more time. Lisa, can can you tell our listeners a little bit about you? And since he didn't mention how you met this young lady, can you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all started back in barber school. My sister went to barber school to get her hair cut, just to get her hair cut, because it was only four bucks. She fell in love with a barber that was working there. So she'd go in all the time, get her hair cut. She decided to join that barber school so she could kind of be closer to this young man. And she would come home and just tell all these stories about this guy named Stu and all the funny things he did. And we would laugh at the dinner table and talk about this guy, Stu. I told her, man, you got to hook me up with this guy. And uh, just so happens that we were double dating on a... uh, you know, one of those dances at high school. But I went with another guy, and he went with some other girl, and that's actually how we met face-to-face. So it wasn't until my first year or second year of college that we started dating, and and that was it. You know, we had dated for a couple of months, and all right, let's get married. And it was about a year and a half later, and we did. And what a great decision I had made. <laughs> so that was 41 years ago. 41 years ago. Hey, mm-hmm. Stu, wow. Yeah. Man, I tell you. Uh, you hit the jackpot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, three kids and seven grandkids. Yeah. Uh, I bet that's a whole lot of fun. Oh, that would be an understatement. Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, I tell you what we're going to do before I ask another question. We're going to take a station break because I don't want to 
get off into a question where we're not going to be able to finish that one. So I tell you, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 344 1170 Yeah, that's 1-888-344-1170. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly with Stu and his beautiful bride shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Are you a veteran over the age of 65 or were you married to a veteran over the age of 65? If so, we want to make sure you're getting all the VA benefits you deserve. Veterans Advocacy Associates is a nonprofit organization whose sole goal is to help veterans get the benefits they've earned and deserve. They've helped thousands of veterans and their surviving spouses understand and receive VA benefits. Call them even if you have previously been denied. Call 951-296-6755 or visit myvaa.org. That's myvaa. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at theanswersandiego.com and odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, Noah having fun, I mean, immediately out the gate with these two great guests that we have in studio with us today. You know, uh, we got, uh, I call him the mayor, <laughs> James Stulu Stewart, you know, and uh, his beautiful <laughs> wife, Lisa. You know, so it's, a, again, an absolute pleasure having you guys on the show. Listen, audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 344 1170 again that's 1-888-344-1170 Stu, after graduating high school um did you continue your education through college or did you go another route and if so why so basically when i finished high school it was all i could do to finish high school and uh but then i met this young lady to my left and uh, I was already cutting hair in a in the barber industry for about a year, and I was I was kind of disillusioned a little bit. So I thought, hmm, maybe I should go back to college. So I put in my application uh, to go to Illinois State. In the meantime, I met Lisa, so I switched to her college. I spent one semester studying Lisa, and then I basically uh, went back to cutting hair uh, because I realized I was actually making way more money 
cutting hair than all my friends were. Um, I would work one day a week and make more than they were making an entire week uh, slaving after school. So uh, that's when I thought, hmm, this might be a pretty good gig after all. Wow. Did you always know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur, Sue? I mean, I'm hearing about all these barbershops that you own. Did did that ever hit your mind when you were growing up? Yes. No, I was an entrepreneur from the age of about three. (laughs) Um, Literally, I was having Kool-Aid sales till uh, that uh, was not enough money. Then I got a paper route, and then I... Um, was mowing grass for money. I bought my first lawnmower at, at the age of, I think, 10. And then my dad helped me rebuild the carburetor, and away I went. And then I also, um, uh, let me think. I Well, I did, I did three paper routes at one time. And then I, uh, when I got into uh, high school, and finally got my driver's license. I started working at uh, McDonald's, worked there for two years. Um, but that just kind of uh, intrigued me to work for somebody else for a change. And then um, when I got my barber's license, I essentially, I worked for someone else for about five years. And uh, then I realized either I'm going to open my own shop or I'm going to go do something else entirely. And so that's when I thought, you know what? I looked for a location found it, secured it. And I was only 22 at the time. So I was pretty young even, you know, for then. I bought my first house when I was 20. So, I mean, before I was even 21. Uh, So it was, um, uh, yeah, being uh, fiscally responsible has always been my go-to. I'm not a spendthrift. In fact, the opposite was probably true, especially at that point. Um, I was very conservative with my money, and I, I made a lot of really good decisions uh, financially, so that put us in a very good spot um, from the very beginning. So, yeah, entrepreneurship is is definitely in my brain constantly. Stu, producer Noah here. I'm just curious because you said at the beginning of the show that you know, you're pretty much everything California. How did you end up here? Well, I, uh, my uncle uh, used to live in San Bernardino, so I kind of grew up coming out here in the 60s and early 70s. Uh, we did the Route 66 trek from Illinois to San Bernardino, which ironically, it's both ends of the Route 66. It literally started in Chicago, ended in San Bernardino. Um, so I did that about three or four times growing up, probably four or five actually, and um so when I was 29, uh, I literally just felt like God told me, move to California. And so uh, at that time, I already had uh, the first stews open for eight years. It was killing it. I was probably the busiest barbershop uh, in my whole area. And uh, so I basically sold it, moved, sold the house, uh, moved everything out here and if you saw the stuff I brought out here, it, it, it would kind of blow your mind that I actually decided to move that particular stuff out here. I mean, I ha- if, if you know my barbershops, it's, it's very full of a lot of um, neglected stuff. And uh, it looks more like a museum than a barbershop. And so I brought an entire railroad signal with me. And when I say entire, you know, one of those big crosses with the the red flashing lights, one of those with me in a uh, truck from Illinois. That's pretty awesome. I I mean, I love anything to do with trains, so that already is impressive to me. Yeah. So did you always kind of know that maybe out west was where you wanted to end up, or, or was this something that kind of just progressed as you got into your, you know, your early 20s? Yeah, you know, I, I always kind of had a sense I wanted to go to California, but it was kind of almost like a, a lightning bolt at that moment. I mean, literally, I woke up one morning and I said, I'm going to book a flight to California and see where I can put a barber shop." And so I used my uncle uh, as a base of operations, um, and he had a home in Oceanside. So I was kind of looking in areas between there and o- Oceanside. And one of my friends actually moved to uh, Escondido. So Escondido kind of became a... Uh, an also possible 
uh, area, but they turned me on to Temecula. My friends in Escondido said, hey, you need to check out this new community called Temecula. Yeah, when you first moved there, you know, I mean, now it's just booming, but it was really a hidden gem. It was. It was about 27,000 people when we moved here. And in 91 is actually uh, the beginning of that first major recession that hit, uh, you know, well, not it was one of the recessions that hit and it slowed everything down. And literally Temecula came to a screeching halt for probably four or five years. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, I I tell you, you and Lisa have been involved in uh, community service, service or mission trips, uh, a lot of great things. Uh, Can you tell our listening audience, for those that uh, do not know what that means, a little bit about that? Let's start with you, Lisa. Ah, All right. Well. Um, you know, I got to say, I uh, I became a Christian at seven years old, got involved in serving the church since I was 10 years old and did everything imaginable, got involved in leadership there and stuff and um, really never, ever thought about mission trips, never thought about going outside of my own community. And my sister was a, a missionary in Brazil. She was there for 20 years and there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't thank the Lord that he had called her into the mission field. That was not something I ever thought to do. And it wasn't until about 1999, a group from our church had come back from Haiti. They had gone on a short-term mission trip to Haiti. They're standing up on the stage and they're talking. These are friends of mine, but their faces looked so different as they're talking about going on this week-long mission trip and the people that they shared Jesus with. And, and they're, they've got tears coming down their face. And I sat in this little metal chair at that church, and I looked at them, and I, and I told the Lord, I said, I have served you all my life. That time, you know, I was in my late 20s or whatever, late 30s. I served you all my life, but my face doesn't look like their face. And they just had this glow about them, and you could just tell the impact that this one trip had made on their lives. So I sat there, and I told Jesus, I said, you do whatever it takes to make my face look like that. And it wasn't... It was less than a year later, and I found myself on my very first short-term mission trip. And um, when I was there, I had gone to Haiti also, and when I was there, the words came out of my mouth, I was created for this. And I have been in it ever since. Fell in love with mission work, which is total miracle. Wow. Stu, what are, what are your thoughts on, on, on mission trip? Well, I, uh, I basically uh, got hooked on mission trips through her. So she would come back and um, I was, I was more intrigued because we started doing a lot of um, like medical mission trips and uh, helps mission trips. And so I got very intrigued with that. And that's what, uh, uh, when I went to Haiti, um, I, I actually worked as a, a dentist. And uh, so the dentist I was working with showed me how to pull teeth. And so <laughs> I got I got my own dentist chair. And Nothing surprises me with this man. I just have to say, when no. he came home and told me I had pulled all these teeth, you've got to be kidding! Me. <laughs> so I pulled twenty two teeth in Haiti that year, and then uh, I went on a couple other mission trips. One of them, I uh, it was an eye clinic in uh, Ethiopia, and so I got to. Uh, uh, do eyeglasses in Ethiopia, and um, there was another trip I did something. Well, I worked as a PA also in uh, Haiti, so um, I was literally able to communicate just enough because they speak Creole there, and so I was my translator taught me a few phrases that I could communicate, and so I would find out a, a, what they were complaining about. And then I'd go to the doctor and the doctor would say, okay, give them this, prescribe them this. And so, and that's what I did. So, and, and after a while, the doctor just said, if they complain about this, just prescribe them this. You don't have to keep coming back in here. And so it was, it was a great time. (laughs) Wow. You know, this is so uh, fascinating and uh, all the different hats that we uh, learn to do uh, in Good faith to help others, and there is no better feeling. Uh, just like what you were saying, Lisa, uh, that change of the face and when just giving a smile and helping others out. But we got to take a station break. 
But we're going to come back and we're going to f- pick up with the stewards with some more great discussions. And if you want to be part of this conversation, that's 1 888 344 1170. Again, that's 1 888 344 1170. It's your life. I'm James Cool. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. FM 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I, I sit back and I, I, I say I'm tickled pink. I am. I mean, that's. Uh, uh, last segment was Stu was telling me that uh, he was a dentist, uh, ophthalmologist, and a PA, <laughs> and uh, pulling teeth. Mm. Ah, that's not. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, in uh, the name of humanity, we have to learn uh, a lot of different things. And I know, you know, uh, I I don't think anything wrong with being the jack of all trades as long as you master one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, and obviously, Stu have mastered a lot of them. Uh, I've been knowing this young man, uh, it's like I said, uh, about 11 years. Him and this, his beautiful bride, uh, Lisa, and uh, I just, uh, an absolute pleasure uh, just uh, being around and being in the company. And I tell you what, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Stu, do you guys have any plans for perhaps an upcoming mission trip? Because I know you guys like to stay heavily involved. You've told us a little bit about so far the things that you like to do, and you know, bring hope to to people around the globe. What's what's on the table next for you guys? Unfortunately, COVID has kind of put a lot of that on hold because even if we could get into a particular country, trying to get back out may be difficult. That's very true. So um, Lisa actually uh, has gotten into another uh, field, and she's a chaplain. She's a, actually a uh, ordained chaplain. So maybe she could give a little—her her mission trips have basically been inverted— so now she's she's doing stuff within the United States versus looking out. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'd like to 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 you share a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, like Stu said, 
You know, right now it's international travel is just too difficult. I take teams from anywhere from six to 20, 25 people, and they all have to raise money. And, and you know, it takes six months to plan for a trip and, and to execute that trip. And because we don't know if we can go from point A to point D uh, and back again, we're just kind of on hold. And uh, so, you know, the break was kind of nice, actually. You know, I, I run three, four trips every year. It's a lot of work. It just revolves, revolves. And um, honestly, you know, sometimes when you're serving the Lord, you don't spend enough time with him. And someone once said our greatest competitor to our intimacy with Christ is our service for him. And I found that really to be true. And so the break was nice. Um, and, you know, it's just a come back to Jesus kind of thing. And I just loved it. And then um uh, a mentor of mine mentioned that he was a uh, chaplain for Billy Graham Rapid Response Team. And at first I kind of blew it off. And then now I got my path. I know what I'm doing. This is what the Lord has called me to do. And then COVID kind of hit and he looked at me again, pointed his finger right in my face and said, Lisa, you need to do this. And so I went into training, became a Billy Graham uh, Rapid Response Team chaplain. But that is really while you're deployed, you're deployed for a week, you're a chaplain there for a week under the Billy Graham Association. Uh, But what am I doing at home? And I remember sitting in my office and I told the Lord, I said, you have given me great gifts. I knew who I am. I know what my identity, I know what I'm good at, what I'm not. It all has come from him. And I just told Lord, I'm, I'm just feeling underutilized. And so I just felt like he was saying, you take this Billy Graham training that you have and you expound on it. And so I just started taking critical stress management courses and I went through a whole chaplaincy program and became an ordained chaplain, something I never foresaw that would be part of my life. But um, then I was like, okay, well, now what do I do with this? And But, you know, the kind of saying, bloom where you planted, I am in Temecula and I love my city and I've always done more service work outside of the country, actually, rather than inside. And so I had already been volunteering for a large organization called Community Mission of Hope. And I had worked in their warehouse. They are what it says, a mission of hope. They take care of practical needs like housing and food. I had worked in the warehouse packing boxes and everything for well over a year. And then when I became ordained as a chaplain, I contacted them, walked in and said, hey, you know, would you guys need a chaplain? Because the customers, the clients, they call them clients, the clients that are part of this ministry have all gone through some sort of crisis. They've lost their homes. They lost their jobs. They lost their families. They've lost so many different things. So I asked, could you use a chaplain? And they were just dumbfounded. They had tears in their eyes and they said, oh, my gosh, we have been praying for such a thing for so long. And I said, well, I have no idea what this looks like, but let me be this for you, you know. And so we started and It has been so incredibly fulfilling to me, so fulfilling to me. I feel like I am on mission every single week. I have fallen in love with these people that have so many hurts. It just, the list would be so long, so many different things going on in their lives, and they just need someone to just listen to their stories, listen to their stories. I've come to know their names. I've just come to know their incidences and what they need. I have just fallen in love with being a chaplain. It is a ministry of presence, first and foremost, and just a ministry of prayer. And just being with these people has just been outstanding. So um, that's what I'm doing now. I don't know where the Lord will take this, but I have... I realized quickly on because they have clients Monday through Friday that drive up in this line and there's lines and lines of cars and I'm just one person. So I just asked the Lord, bring me some more. We need more people praying. We need more chaplains. So I built a smaller team and I'm still looking if anybody's out there. I am still looking for a Monday prayer. And let me tell you, you will be blessed beyond measure. And Lisa, that's be amazing because not only can you help people, you know, internationally too, but like you just said, you can help people here right at home too, where the, the, the need is, is just as great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. You know, uh, I can just feel the energy uh, mm. coming from you and I, I'm just looking at your face and I just see it on there. So you did get your wish. You got that look. (laughs) (laughs) I did. did. Uh, No question. No question. The Lord made my face to look like that. Oh, yeah. I want to change it a little bit because I have been working with you 
uh, uh, the last five years we teamed up and we give scholarships away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the J.C. Cooley Stew Barbershop uh, Scholarship. But it was more than just a scholarship. Uh, you started a couple of trade programs in the high schools and uh, also out in the communities where you're helping these young uh, uh, kids, I say high school or some uh, young adults, uh, kind of get their lives back in order. And everybody, college is not cut out for everybody. And you identified that, and that's one of the, your messages that uh, that you talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about uh uh, the Rotary, the Interact program, yeah. and, and a lot of these uh, kids that we work with. Sure. So um, I I got into Rotary in 2005, and then about 2010 or 11, I became the Interact uh, sponsor for the Great Oak High School. And so I would show up uh, one time a week and uh, basically mentor a group of kids. Ironically, It ended up being a lot of boys, you know, just because I'm a boy, I guess. Um, But uh, and and so it was it was just kind of getting them to think outside their box and getting them to be more involved in the community and, you know, give them uh, an example of someone who didn't necessarily go the college route, but can still be successful. And so, and then when I got elected to city council in 2016, one of the very first things I did was meet with a uh, community development guy and um, uh, explained him my situation in high school, how I uh, went to this class called building trades and how I build houses. And, and so he immediately thought, hey, we should, we should have a program like that in the city. So we did. We created a program where... Uh, Anybody from the age of 18 to 99 could uh, take this course. They're going to get their uh, OSHA certificate. They get the uh, blueprint training, which that's something most contractors I talk to people don't have. They can't read a blueprint. They might know how to, you know, cut things up and nail it together, but they don't. They don't know how to read it. So, so we we give these kids the skills necessary to make them a good employee to a contractor. And and me being in the barber business, I cut a lot of contractors' hair, and I hear all the frustration that comes from them about the workforce out there. So workforce development is kind of like a passion of mine. And even in the manufacturing world, I'm, I'm on the Manufacturers Council for the city of Temecula. And so I've been working with them to try to uh, get uh, qualified people to understand that there are great jobs in Temecula. They don't have to drive to San Diego or L.A. or outside of our region. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Stu, can you tell us, and before, I know we have to get to break pretty soon, um, you are currently the mayor of Temecula, California, and can you kind of start telling our listeners the history of Temecula, California? Yes. Well, I'm not the mayor, but they okay. do say if you were a mayor of Temecula, you're always a mayor of Temecula. So in 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 all, it, it, I'm still the mayor. mayor. Um, so yeah, the history of Temecula is very interesting because, you know, you, you think of Old West towns, Temecula is a legit Old West town. It was part of the Southern Immigrant Trail. So if you were going to immigrate from the East Coast and you took the Southern route, you'd go through Yuma, Arizona, you'd end up in Temecula, and Temecula was literally a dead end. You either went north to Los Angeles or south to San Diego. So uh, Temecula got its first post office in 1859, and, and that's why in Temecula it says established in 1859, by getting uh, the U.S. government to recognize your town with a post office, that's the uh, point of establishment. So um, the, uh, the Pachanga Indians have been basically in our valley for, they've got history that's 10,000 years old. So it's a, it's a very long and historic uh, community. Uh, the city of Temecula itself is kind of interesting in the fact that uh, 
it was it was purchased. There were sixty four thousand acres was purchased by the Vale family in nineteen oh four, and they created one of the largest cattle ranches in the United States. And then in nineteen sixty four, the Kaiser Development Corporation came in and bought all sixty four thousand acres, and uh, what we know as the wine country and. Should I? Yeah, we. I, I okay. tell you what, we're going to hold that All thought. Right. We got to take a station break. Okay. Because uh, I'm very inter- interested in, and I listen to the audience, in the history of Temecula. So yeah. I, I tell you, you want to be part of the conversation? That's 1 888 Again, that's 1 888 It's your life. I'm James Cool. We're back, Sean. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we are offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, uh, we got these two amazing guests that are educating uh, us and our listening audience. Uh, right now, we're talking about Temecula, and uh, when we started talking about Temecula, I, I looked at Stuart; his eyes just bucked. <laughs> the excitement is is there. I mean, this guy is the history buff; uh, knows everything about Temecula. And I tell you, if you have any questions to ask these two Greek guests, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Sue, can you continue telling our listening audience about the history of Temecula, California? Absolutely. So in 1964, the Kaiser Development Corporation bought the the 64,000 acres from the Vale family and basically master-planned out the entire region. And when I say region, the city of Temecula is probably only 40,000 of those uh, 64,000. The whole wine country is all part of that 64,000 acres that the Kaiser Development Corporation actually laid out. And so the city of Temecula was, that's why when people come into Temecula, they're so impressed with it is because it was so well laid out and planned out. And a lot of other cities around did not have that uh, extra layer of brain power that uh, basically created such a great city. And so in 1989, uh, the citizens of Temecula were given the opportunity to either name our new city Rancho California, which was the name of the Kaiser Development Corporation uh, uh, development, or the historic Temecula. And it by 79%, they took the historic name of Temecula. And it was, it, it, to me, it was a no-brainer because Temecula really does. And uh, the name Temecula is a uh, – there's like two different versions of what uh, the name means. And there's the Spanish version, uh, uh, sun 
goes through the mist. I should have pulled it up on my phone. Uh, sun shines through the mist. Sun shines through the mist is a Spanish version, and then the, the uh, Native American one is um, Place of the Sun or something like that. I think it is Place of the Sun. So, uh, yeah, it's just got too many meanings to to dump it for. Uh, a development name, you know, so it, it, it was, it was too valuable, uh, to our citizens. Wow. Stu, can you tell us what you love? What do you love about the city of Temecula? You and Lisa, what do you both love about it? Well, when we moved here, we moved here in 1991. So that was 30, almost 32 years ago. Um, we, we literally fell in love with the fact that it was such a small, quaint little town. And, you know, the old town district was this quaint little town with antique stores. And it it just, even though it got bigger and bigger and bigger, it still felt like a small town. We still talk about it. We're a town now of 115,000 people. And most people who come to our city feel that same small town feel. That is what makes Temecula special, is you've got all the uh, amenities of a big town. Uh, we got the wine country, you know, that's a $1.3 billion industry. We've got the casino, which is another, you know, four or $500,000 uh, a year um, facility. So we, we've got so much going for us that, People from all over the country come to vacation in Temecula. And so that's the really cool part about living in Temecula. It's kind of like living in, in Hawaii. You know, it's like, why would you ever want to leave? And Stu, speaking of people coming and vacationing in Temecula, and I have family actually there, and I go as often as I can. It's just a great place. What is the city doing to plan for the Christmas holiday. Maybe there are some things coming up that'll be extra inviting. Right. So you just missed the uh, Santa's Electric Light Parade, which was last Friday, which that's that's kind of our signature really cool thing that we do. It's kind of like um, we light up all the cars and floats, and that's a, that's a fantastic thing. But uh, December 18th at the Ronald Reagan Sports Park, we're doing... Basically, a 4th of July for Christmas. So we're going to have bands coming in, uh, doing performances all over. We're encouraging people to come and, you know, set up picnics and, you know, do the whole 4th of July thing. And But it's all Christmas theme. And then uh, at, uh, I don't know what time that's going to go off, but we're doing a fireworks display. So just like the 4th of July, it's going to be a fantastic fireworks display. Um, We also, right in front of City Hall, we have um, uh, ice skating rink. Uh, That's going to go on all the way to like January 6th. And uh, just a lot of just, if, if you walk through Old Town, you'll get the Christmas feel for sure. Wow. Uh, Temecula is the best kept secret uh, on the West Coast, I believe. And um, that's why we know we live in uh, Texas, but we live in uh, Temecula as well. Can't give it up. Just can't give it up. We're coming down to the last two minutes of the show. Stu, Lisa, I I have to do something to throw you guys off a a little bit. (laughs) Um, uh, So real quickly, 30 seconds or less, I'm going to ask both of you guys. What does the word, what you first, Lisa, what does the word success mean to you? Assess. Success. Success. Success Success is doing all that God has created you to do. That's what I feel is success. We've all been given gifts and talents and abilities and resources, whatever the Lord has put in our hands. If we can use those to the best of our ability, that's success. What about you, Stu? Success, I would say, is um, enjoying what you have to the fullest and don't uh, keep striving for something you may never get and miss out on what's right in front of you. Wow. I tell you, uh, for our listening audience that, that's listening to you, this great couple, if, if they wanted to reach out and, and get in touch with you guys, especially the ministry portion of this, uh, Lisa, Stu, can you tell our listening audience real quickly how they how they can get in touch with you? Well, for me personally, I have a Facebook page, if you're a Facebook person, called Temecula Stew. Uh, and if you, if you enjoy history, especially the history of our region, 
Uh, there's another Facebook page called Temecula Fun Facts, People, Places, and Things. So that's, that's, those are my two pages that I, I get out there. What about you, Lee? Uh, for me, I also have a nonprofit organization called For the Cause. And uh, so you can contact me at lstewart.ftc at gmail.com. Wow. This has been an amazing interview. And I want to thank both of you guys for taking the time to come on the James Cooley Show. It's your life. We got to do this again. <laughs> I mean, yes, this do. is so fun. We got <laughs> to do you. it again. I'd like to thank my great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooler, who's back in Texas. I'll, I'll be home soon, baby. <laughs> I'd like to thank my great, great producer, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking time to tune in to the James Cooley Show nightly. I tell you, you know, uh, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message to you also bring great guests like we have tonight and uh just like uh lisa had mentioned to you is she talked about your path or her path each and every last one of us we have a path and uh, we have to follow that path and just open up your heart open up your mind open up your soul follow your path you got gifts talents and skills so i tell you thank you guys so much uh it's your life i'm james cooley we'll be back tomorrow same time same place it's your life thanks for joining us for it's your life with james cooley To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.